0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and The Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Not often in this business for you to stay in the same sport and focus on building a scalable brand for the majority of your career. Our next guest today will be able to do just that. As I'm excited to have Cole Butterworth, Executive Vice President of Business Operations at the Ontario Hockey League. Cole, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Travis. Travis. Cole, always excited to chat with you and let's kick it off where we started. You joined the the sport of hockey and and specifically business operations, first with the Canadian Hockey League and now with the Ontario Hockey League about 18 years ago. And so first, did you ever imagine you'd still be working
1: in in junior hockey 18 years later? Yeah, I mean, probably not. Um, I mean, I think I came into this as a 22 year old. Um, excited at the time to travel across the country, you know, meet all the kind of the big stars of the sports world, you know, TV, sports related. Um, I think after a while that gets a little bit, you know, you you get used to it and it's not as exciting. But uh, I think why I probably stuck around just the more genuine, authentic parts of the job definitely continued to enjoy traveling. But the people you meet across the country have really made it uh, such a good experience for me. So surprised, maybe a little, maybe a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, and we'll certainly dive into your career and, and your stops and kind of what you're building. And so now you, you're you going back to the beginning, you were always into sports and you went on and and, uh, and I'll probably butcher the name. So my apologies in advance, but uh, Laurentian University?
1: Laurentian, yeah.
0: Laurentian. All right, I was close. And and you receive a degree in, in business commerce and sports administration. Walk the listeners through, how, how did you ultimately end up at the Canadian Hockey League?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I had a great experience in uh, in Sudbury at uh, Laurentian University, uh, sports administration program, uh, program which a lot of the graduates have gone on to some great careers across. I mean, across the world, really. Uh, just at our fiftieth anniversary of that program, actually. But um, my third year, I did placement with the Sudbury Wolves, the local OHL team. Um, all the people that had kind of graduated ahead of me had said, "Hey, if you, if you want to succeed in hockey." you know, here's people that have gone into some some great careers that have done this particular placement with, uh, with the Sudbury Wolves. Um, so I, you know, I made the conversations happen that I needed to, to secure that in third year. Um, had a great boss there that, you know, liked the job I was doing and put me in touch with some of those alumni. Um, and it kind of snowballed from there. Just uh, the one gentleman, he was with the OHL and the CHL at the time, got an internship that, there uh, with, uh, with the CHL. And, uh, he went on to move on to, uh, to hockey Canada. And then it was kind of, you know, right place, right time. Just, uh, you know, we need to replace Daryl Cole. Do you want to, do you want to stick around? And obviously the answer for me was yes.
0: So even going back to that, like, what do you feel like you did, you know, in that kind of entry level to even be asked to be sticking around, you know, cause there's a lot of people that will get internships and then it's their internship ends and it's, Hey, you're onward and upward. So what's your advice to those people that get an internship or get an entry level role to put themselves in a position to get asked to stay around?
1: yeah, I mean, it was at the time we were a very small office, Um, you know, even much smaller than we are today. So it was, I got exposure to a lot of different things and anything that they asked me to do, you know, I did to the best of my abilities with a smile on my face, Um, you know, tried to be personable, obviously with everyone there and, you know, become a, become a part of the culture of the office. Um, You know, I think back, I had one, one sales opportunity that I did then. And luckily that was the first and only sales opportunity I've ever had to uh, directly do direct sales. And I mean, I, You know, I can proudly say I knocked it out of the park, probably so much so that if I had to do it a second year, I wouldn't have quite had the success um, because I might have, I might've overdone it in a few cases. (laughs) Not that that was my intent. I probably didn't really understand exactly what I was doing, but I I was able to sell it. So, um, you know, I. The old oversell under deliver, right? Yeah, I I definitely (laughs) did looking back. Um, But, you know, at the end of it, again, being a little naive, I was able to say to my boss, knowing that. I had doubled the budget that uh, I said, Hey, I've I've already paid for my first year salary. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was obviously something good to be able to say.
0: Yeah. The ROI was there. And so, you know, as you spent, you know, 16 years with the Canadian hockey league, you know, you certainly have continued to work your way, not only up the ranks, but you had opportunities to go other places. And what do you feel like the Canadian hockey league as a whole and that league office did to retain top talent like yourself for so long?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was such a fun opportunity. Um, You know, we worked hard as a group, but uh, a lot of different enjoyable perks, again, traveling across the country. um, Culture was a huge part of it. I mean, I was lucky enough that, um, you know, at a young age, I became, I was given a senior role within that office. So I I was part of the hiring process almost from the very beginning of my tenure. Um, And so that allowed me, you know, to help identify people that I thought, you know, intelligence obviously is key. Um, you know, ideally, depending on how junior the position is, you want to get someone with with some good experience, but it was it was culture is this person going to, you know, are they going to fit in is this someone that I'm going to want to travel across the country with and, and check into hotels and, you know, maybe have a beer with after work. Um, so culture definitely was something that we prioritized and, um, you know, for the most part that was able to encourage people to, to maybe stick around a little bit longer than they would have otherwise.
0: Yeah. And certainly, you know, culture is always key. And, you know, with the Canadian hockey league, it's, it's really an umbrella organization that represents, you know, the three Canada based major junior hockey ice hockey leagues, you know, across the way. And so a year and a half ago, you then transitioned to the Ontario hockey league, which, which is one of those umbrellas that goes through the Canadian hockey league as a whole. Why did that role make sense for you after 16 years, you know, at the
1: CHL? Yeah, a few different things. I mean, as much as I say, I love to travel again, you know, going back to, I guess your original question was it, the travel does become a little daunting after a while, um, you know, getting home at the, the middle of the night and, and back uh, back at it the next morning from our national events and the planning of national event meetings, um, that became a little much, and just the Memorial cup itself, you know, it would consume my life and in April and May, I think just an event of that size, you know, you can never be, you know, you can never be too organized, um, or too prepared. So I definitely took pride in, in making sure that, um, uh, that we were but I, I think after a while that just became too daunting and it was okay you know there was this new opportunity with that became available at the OHL uh, a promotion you know busy still but less kind of peaks and valleys like events bring. Um, and then at home uh, I was expecting a new a new daughter so um, it was kind of personal life and just the reality of my professional life uh, realizing that a change was going to be uh, was going to be good for me. Well, you certainly have have kind of launched right into it over the last
0: year and a half. And, you know, the Ontario Hockey League consists of 20 teams and and it's really a league for players age 16 to 19. Going back to you putting your sales hat on, what would you say is your elevator pitch for the Ontario Hockey League?
1: I mean, you know, first and foremost, we are a hockey league, so world class hockey uh, at affordable price. A lot of our alumni are kind of the, you know, the cream of the crop in the NHL. um, So we do develop the best stars in the world. Uh, for communities you know organizations that invest back in and support local sports local community groups charities um, and we also you know we pride ourselves on the people that we invest in in our goals to develop the leaders of tomorrow we want those people to be those players to be role models in those communities and you know help develop other role models or sorry help develop other youth in those communities who can then become role models for others as well absolutely well Cole in your role
0: now with the OHL you really oversee all business development, marketing initiatives, managed broadcast partnerships, some exclusive relationships within the league. And and the easiest answer I know is, hey, no day is the same. But walk the listeners through what maybe a week to week or a day to day could look like and kind of your main roles and responsibilities.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, Travis, what you're doing with individuals changes every day. But I mean, for the most part, you know, we're working with our our OHL staff um, on different league properties and initiatives, you know, planning debriefing and, and trying to get better um, in this role. I, I deal with our 20 member teams. Um, so taking calls from the teams, you know, trying to give them the answers they need, taking their questions, learning from them, trying to teach some of the younger staff there. And, and again, all about growth, um, working with our existing corporate partners, um, you know, making sure that they're satisfied with what we're doing for them, working with our sales agency, trying to bring uh, new dollars. Again, I don't sell anymore, thankfully. So uh mm-hmm. Leaning on them and trying to trying to push those uh, those individuals, um, and then I still work very closely with a lot of my CHL counterparts, um, I'm on a lot of different calls with the national office and then the, the Western office and the Quebec based office so um, discussing larger projects with them, you know, again, how can we, how can we get new projects started and kind of how can we fine tune the latest uh, tasks that we've taken on.
0: And I know you and I have have talked, you know, kind of ad nauseum about this, but, you know, going back to my time at the, the NBA league office at times, there was a challenge because you aren't in market all the time. You know, you've got 20 teams spread across and it's not like, Hey, I'm going to see them every day. How have you and your team evolved over the years in ensuring communication and collaboration is always there with all of the teams and, and not only just the people on the grounds, but ownership as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think being responsive on emails is is always important. Um, you know, it's it's especially if somebody needs something time sensitive, you know, trying to be respectful that, and this is how I've always looked at it, you know, if, if I don't get back to to Travis as an example, then Travis can't keep going on his side. So I try and avoiding things bottleneck bottlenecking in my inbox is, you know, something that I definitely prioritize and, and take a little bit of pride in. Um, I think if there's anything we learned out of COVID, it's the importance of maybe, you know, face to face, even if it's not in person. Um, I think there's so much to be said for, you know, looking into somebody's eyes and you you know, the way you conduct yourselves uh, potentially is going to change the way they receive what you're saying to them is going to change. So I think just kind of using technology to our advantage has been key. So I mean, that is that is, you know, you talked with the, the good takeaways coming out of COVID. I think, you know, Microsoft Teams zoom here, obviously, um, I think using that to our benefit has, has been good because, you know, the conference calls of Travis, are you there? <laughs> right. Um, you know, you can't see so you don't know. So uh, I think technology has been huge.
2: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
0: Again, we're here on 52 weeks of hustle. The guest today, Cole Butterworth, executive vice president of business operations at the Ontario hockey league. And, and Cole, let's get it right into three hot topics. And in question one, Many times junior league teams are in the same markets as, as other sports teams, which certainly can make it a difficult sell. What do you see the most successful teams of the Ontario hockey league doing despite any
1: other competition in that marketplace? Yeah. I mean, I think the teams that are most successful, they're, you know, they're authentically ingraining themselves in that community and that local culture. Uh, Again, going back to the school visits, charities, uh, minor hockey, just positioning themselves in a way where the community looks at our teams and says, okay, you know, they're respected as community leaders, um, you know, someone that's enhancing that community experience and that community reputation and not taking away from it. Yeah. it hey Cole, as, as you think about, you know, the Ontario Hockey League as a whole, but all leagues, and
0: no matter what you're selling, being in, able to immerse yourself in the community, not only from a brand awareness, but also a partnership opportunity. And, and that's the way you can, you know, sell and bring in revenue and bring in fan base. Question two, throughout your career with with both the CHL and OHL, majority of the games are played between Thursday and Sunday to really limit the amount of schooling. Again, there's age 16 to 19 that would be missed. How do you feel like teams, and and I guess really more importantly, the business unit, has capitalized on this scheduling opportunity?
1: Yeah, I think we've used it to our advantage in two ways. I think one, to kind of position our games as kind of the night out in you know small town Ontario this is where you know you can congregate with your friends and families you know maybe go out for dinner and then head over to the arena for a game you know as I said before it's an affordable ticket so uh you know a family of four can come and uh, you know not break the bank um I think the other way is just again just not as far as a night out but a way to entertain your kids on weekends as I said I've got a young daughter and you know my wife's working I Go, okay what are we going to do all day well I think our games Sunday afternoons, Saturday afternoons. It's, a, it's somewhere you can take your kids, um, put on a good experience, our teams put on a good experience for them, and, and it can be a lot of fun.
0: And finally, you know, question three, in addition to all of your responsibility and work on a consistent basis, you kind of mentioned you, you were having a, a young daughter and, and now being a father, uh, as you think about the the balance, and everybody always talks about work-life balance, and it's a challenge, how do you balance your personal and work life, not only on the work end, but there are times
1: that you're you're on the road as well? Yeah. I mean, I think I definitely have, um, I think it was too easy before to I'll catch up tonight. Um, you know, while I'm watching TV or watching a hockey game, um, which obviously didn't always make my wife happy, but uh, (laughs) I I tried to, uh, you know, definitely tried to make sure that I used nine to five as, 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 you know, effectively and efficiently as possible. Um, you know, the reality is my daughter now is a year and a half. And I mean, it's kind of those two hours before work and two hours after is what I have available to me. So definitely want to, you know, spend as much of that time with her and and my wife as I can. Um, So, you know, go hard nine to five, and then definitely catch up once she's gone to bed, if there's something Um, as far as travel again, just, uh, that was part of my reason for leaving the CHL. The nice thing with Ontario based is, you know, I always have the option of at the end of a game, hopping in my car and getting home. It might be, you know, one, two, three in the morning, but at least I can wake up with her, uh, you know, hopefully around seven 30, but uh, you know, whenever she wakes up the next morning. (laughs) But that's, that's definitely one thing, just, uh, you know, yeah. get home if I can and, and just maximize the time. You, you kind of mentioned a couple of times there being, you
0: know, fe- efficient and effective and specifically nine to five. And I think that's something that is the biggest challenge for a lot of people in this business is on one end, it's it's nine to five and there's a lot of moving pieces, but also... You know lack of better term and right kind of being transparent is like there's just a lot of time wasting that goes on you know your your coffee break that maybe is five minutes turns into 15 your lunch turns from an hour to an hour and a half and your, your water cooler talk like what's your advice on truly and, and i know this is how you are built build is like that nine to five is is your
1: money hours your work hours like what's what's your advice to listeners on that um i mean i guess it's just you know you if you're, you're assume your boss is going to hold you accountable and you need to get things done. So it's, as I said before, I would, I would be okay to do it at night. Now it's kind of look in the mirror and it's okay. You know, you're getting, you're getting paid to do it right now. If you do it later, you're doing it on your own clock. So, you know, why wouldn't you do it for, you know, you're obviously getting paid you're probably getting paid, I should say, regardless, but you know, why not get it done now? And again, I think it goes back to, if you wait five hours, maybe somebody else has to wait five hours and things snowball. Yeah. So, um, and Yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, you're going to have to do it anyway. So why not do it to your point when you're, when you're getting paid during those money hours that you can actually have free time. You don't have to stress about it. And Cole, what a great career. And as you think back to your career, what's been your best memory?
1: Um, I mean, I don't have one memory I'd put above all others, which is, you know, I'm going to take as a positive. Um, you know, I, as much as I said, the Memorial cup uh, was, was the, you know, the biggest reason I left the CHL. It's also, I think as a whole, what I'm most proud of, um, you know, how we are able to grow that event. And, and I mean, you know, what it's like you uh, your season culminates and you've got a sold out building and, you know, fans are going crazy and cheering and you, you know, you s- typically you're standing there and I'm, you know, I've seen the luxury of, a lot of times of being right down there on the ice. And you hear that and how happy the players are. And you're like, okay, this is why I do this. This, this is pretty cool. Um, so I, I think it's having that experience. Awesome. Well, Cole, ton of great advice.
0: Certainly fun to hear about your journey it both personally and professionally. And to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? All right, let's go. <laughs> if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to go pizza. All right. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list?
1: I don't, I don't have a bucket list per se. Um, you know, again, I'll say my daughter was born a year and a half ago. I was married, uh, just about four months ago. So those, yeah. those would be the two biggest life events.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully your wife's listening and that'll give you some brownie points there. Yeah, exactly. If you hosted a talk show, who would you want as your first guest? Uh, Shaq. To close it out, Cole, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day?
1: Um, just work hard to get what you want. Um, you know, there's very few people in this world that are going to hand you something simply because you want it uh, stay positive. You know, people don't, after a while, people don't enjoy being with people that are negative. It just drains on you. And, uh, you know, I think always take the high road, you know, you can, you can snap back at somebody, but, uh, a lot of times people are, you know, a little testy with you for reasons that have nothing to do with you. So I think, you know, take the high road and after a while that, that usually pays off. Awesome. Well, Cole, thank you so much. Such a great
0: career. Always a pleasure talking to you. And I certainly appreciate your time and expertise and friendship. Absolutely. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.